Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. If you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca, and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast. Um, we're really excited about this episode uh, for two reasons. Uh, one is that we have a special guest, Bishop Riesbeck, who is the now Bishop-elect of St. John, New Brunswick. That's right. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. and It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. Uh, but the second reason why we're really excited about this um, podcast is we're going to be discussing... Um, Pope Francis' first document, Evangelii Gaudium. And um, why this is important right now for us is as you're listening to this podcast, we are actually in the Vatican. Our whole family is in the Vatican and we are keynote speakers at um, a conference that um, is being hosted by the the Pontifical uh, Council for the Promotion of the New Evangelization. Well, Just so, rolls off the tongue. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so we're presenting on this topic. And uh, so we're, we're really excited. I'm sure right now we're, we're ecstatic as the Pope um, is sitting with us and uh, maybe having, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, yeah hanging out. Totally. Anyway, so uh, this is really exciting, but maybe uh, you can begin the discussion with. with the well, I'll with begin us. the discussion with trivia. Um, the Episcopal motto of Bishop Riesbeck is, in fact, Evangelii Gaudium. So what inspired you to choose that? Well, good question. Um, I actually uh, had just read the document in November 2013 when it came out. I kind of devoured it, I think, in, in one sitting or two sittings. Um, it was, I found it truly inspiring. Um, and it was actually about a month later uh, when I got the call um, from mm. the nuncio to... Uh, and got uh, named a bishop, auxiliary bishop of Ottawa. Um, it was fresh in my mind, fresh in my heart, and um, and I wasn't sure if I could use the title of of a uh, apostolic it. exhortation <laughs> as my um, as my episcopal motto. But Archbishop Prendergast assured me that that was possible. Uh, so I was very because I wanted something to do with uh, with joy and evangelization. Um, uh, you know, especially being a companion of the cross and, okay. you know, our main charism being evangelization mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and seeing how much uh, joy-filled uh, Christians have really inspired me um, to, uh, to live the call, um, especially amongst companions of the cross brothers. You know, when I became right. a priest uh, or when I was discerning becoming a priest, I think the joy that I saw in them totally. and their zeal for, mm-hmm. uh, for evangelization, for the mission uh, really inspired me. So... Um, you know, the, the joy of the gospel was was a perfect, as uh, a perfect episcopal. The model. title in itself yeah. is enough to get you yeah. Right. excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you remember being at his installation. Yes, I sure did. And boy, it was we beautiful. Felt the joy of the gospel mm-hmm. that day. I remember you, um, you know, uh, presenting and, and speaking, giving a little bit of a testimony, and just the whole experience was your model. It was, it was it the was joy epic. of the gospel. We knew yeah. that Jesus was being. Mm-hmm. lifted up and mm-hmm. he, it was all about him it, it yes it was about you as a bishop but more important that you were lifting the name of jesus yeah. up and it was yeah. uh, i was it was moving. powerful it yeah. was powerful yeah that yeah. oh, was beautiful yeah. i remember the joy of you just going around and 
giving your first blessing. apostolic blessing yes. around the cathedral and mm-hmm. the roar in the church yeah. was just awesome. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, but that was uh, that was very uh, very moving. Yeah, it was really uh, moving to for all of us. That. I remember just actually walking in at the beginning of the ordination. Um, Bishop Scott and another priest from the diocese were escorting me in, as mm-hmm. is the custom. And uh, you know, when I walked in and saw the, you know the full cathedral and um, just the, the joy in the people, mm-hmm. um, you know, but Bishop Scott looked back at me and said, uh, you know, just breathe, <laughs> <laughs> like coaching yeah, a bride. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it was. Uh, uh-huh. It was awesome. It was. So what uh, you you said that you were really you devoured the document as soon as it came out uh, as a priest and and it just meant so much to you. Let, let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. about that document and and your initial impressions as you were reading. What what mm-hmm. was going on? Well, I was already sold on the first line. You know, I'm just going to pick it out here. Um, I've pretty much memorized it, but just to make sure that I'm, I'm quoting it yes. correctly. You know, I want to make sure. Just, you know, the opening, li- the opening line. The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Amen. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, <laughs> sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. With Christ, joy is constantly born in you. Yeah. Bang. That's like the, the basic gospel message yeah. Yeah. You know, right there. You know, the importance of having that encounter with Jesus, which is the foundation of, of, mm-hmm. uh, of our relationship in, in the church and the call to mission. You know, without, mm-hmm. without that initial and ongoing relationship, it's, it's, it's difficult for people to receive his teachings and even right. to, to be involved in the church, you know, especially when you're, you're looking at uh, mm-hmm. you know, people that are in the peripheries, uh, and those that uh, maybe don't have uh, a connection or maybe have mm-hmm. lost that connection with Christ and with the church. It's, it's in this document, I think, that Pope Francis says that there's a big difference between knowing Jesus and not knowing yes. him. Mm-hmm. And, and so, a yeah, that's a quote about that yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's appropriate that that's the first line of the document mm-hmm. is that the joy of the gospel is is really about Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing and encountering Jesus. And, um and that's really been one of the themes of his pontificate. I mean, this is really the almost the, the manifesto, you know, of, mm. of the Holy Father, or, or the, the foundation for his his all his pastoral uh, initiatives and pastoral thinking. Um, he's really a bridge builder and really uh, wants to to reach reach out to people, uh, especially those who are in the peripheries, and always calling the faithful to go out to the peripheries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not being you know isolationist in a sense as a church. Uh, but you know, seeing the church as a mission, uh, and we in turn as as a mission, you know, and our and our, and our mission is is uh, is to proclaim the joy of the gospel and to bring people in that initial and ongoing relationship with Jesus in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would so, I would say that was you know if I, if I and I've read it a number of times, but I would say that's probably one of the big themes that come out of this book is is the periphery matter to us that we aren't to be self-referential that self-serving that we're not a community in on itself but but it's the periphery you know we need to smell like the sheep but right. um, there there is really a call in this document to to go out and i would say and you could comment on this is i would say you know uh, since his pontificate um and what seems to be the 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 effect that it's having on our communities is a lot of talk about the periphery, about let's let's go outside of ourselves. I would say that's the fruit of it is that 
we've kind of normalized evangelization or the perf going out. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that seems to be the reality that's playing out? I know we have a long ways to go, but mm-hmm. I don't know that's absolutely correct. I mean, uh, the temptation, for instance, if you're in parish ministry, is to just you know minister to to the people that are in the pews. Uh, but we, we, you know, we need to go from, as, as we often hear, from maintenance to mission, and that means going out to the people that are not in the pews, you know, going into the workplaces and into our schools, into our hospitals, you know, wherever, wherever the marginalized are located, uh, um, you know, and I think CCO does that so well, you know, one, one person at a time mm-hmm. on university campuses. Uh, but in parish ministry, I think, I think mm-hmm. so, so often the, the, the the temptation is just to like you said be self referential and and and, uh, mm-hmm. and and you know we, we do a lot with with the people that that are there that are maybe already converted um, uh, in terms of ministering to their needs uh, but I think we we also have to equip them um, to go out to the periphery so I think there's maybe kind of like a three step process and it was that the process that Jesus used with his own apostles, you know, he chose 12 mm. apostles. Oh, pick the master. Uh, pick. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a, he's a great model. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, like he, you know, he said, come and see, you know, so they, they had that, that encounter with him. They fell in love with him. Uh, and then he taught them how to pray. He, he formed them. And then he's, you know, he sent, he equipped them for the mission and then sent them out. You know, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, Amen. and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to mm-hmm. uh, everything that I've, that I've reminding yeah, them yeah. of everything that I've taught you. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that Matthew yeah. twenty-eight, that great commission. Mm-hmm. So I think. Well, I can see you're passionate because I can hear this. The table's <laughs> yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, I get, I I'm get sure our technical this. guy's yeah. going. Stop it! <laughs> That guy I'm, I'm a yeah. French guy, and I'm, I tend to hit people. It's like you yeah. know, I'll tell you, you know. Um, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, so, you know, you, you get, uh, I think, I think the church, from my vantage point, at a Dawson level and at a parish level, there is a serious discussion about an orientation to the periphery. Um, and so that's a good thing. But I think also kind of con- connected to this is, you know, um, I mean, his predecessors talked about it all the time, but that we are missionary by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when he said, you know, by virtue of our baptism, right. that we are all missionary disciples, yeah. but like uh, how important do you think that was or that is to... Well, I can read you yeah. that quote, actually. Yeah. Just, um, You're going right to the source. Yeah, that's right. Let's go to the source here. Paragraph 120. In virtue of their baptism, all the members of the people of God have become missionary disciples. And he references Matthew 28. All the baptized, whatever their position in the church or their level of instruction of faith, are mm. agents of evangelization. And it would be insufficient to envisage a plan of evangelization to be carried out by professionals while the rest of the faith would mm. simply be passive recipients. So the new evangelization calls for personal involvement on the part of each of the baptized. Every Christian is challenged here now to be actively engaged in evangelization. Indeed, anyone who has truly experienced God's saving love does not need much time or lengthy training to go out and proclaim that love. You know, when you when you fall in love with Jesus, when you've had that encounter with Him, you know, the the desire usually is there to share that good news with everyone. That's exactly the section we were given to speak on um, that 
Okay. Today, that whatever, you know, speaking we're talking in the about future, it right now. it's like back to the future right really now. weird, but here we are. But this is the section that was assigned yeah. to us to speak on. And That's so beautiful. we'll have the whole family up there. So we'll have, you know, even Natalie and Jana giving witness to. Uh, who, uh, uh, Natalie is 16 years old and Jana is 13 years yeah, old. Yeah, I guess I should get That's some right. context. Yeah, you're never too young. You're never too old. You're yeah. To evangelize. Yeah, there'll be. <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> I'm 59. Oh, yeah, what is, for the wait a minute. Hey, it's your birthday today. I know, I'm it older. Is, like, it's not your birthday right now as we speak, but as you guys listen, y- it's yes. your birthday. You're 39? Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah. It's kind of weird kind of being- Going back in time. Yeah, being present and in the future at the same time. Yeah. You know, this is, um, but let's get back to the topic. Um, so, you know, Pope Francis is making this point that, and wow, that's a great quote, um, that- by virtue of our baptism, that we are missionary disciples. And that's kind of the first, um, I think, like public stage that the term missionary disciples came out on. Although it was in the Aparecida document, which is really only known by <laughs> the church in Latin America. Um, it isn't, wasn't really well known outside of mm-hmm. this, this fronting right. of the word yeah. that, and we know that Cardinal Borgoglio was the main author of the Aparecida document, which mm-hmm. was a pastoral plan for the, the bishops of Latin America. Yeah. So this this language comes you sound in very here. Intelligent over oh, there. oh wow. yes, I am. <laughs> um, so anyway, so this is like this this debut of it, and it's really had an enduring effect mm-hmm. that that we've surely hung on to it because we speak of uh, for twenty thirty years we've been speaking about holiness and mission have to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and this is really what he's unpacking with the term missionary disciples that um, we know Christ, we love Christ. There's a joy, and that joy sends us out, yeah. and. And if you don't know him and you don't love him, you don't have the joy, how can you actually go out? Mm-hmm. And how is it effective unless that joy is present? Exactly. So the two have to be these two sides of the coin that are that are in motion, that are that are evident. And and we would have used terms like um contagiousness to express that joy. But you know, he's just giving terminology that um makes it for yeah. us legit because yeah, we've been it, saying it, reson- it from but, our experience. Yeah, but it resonates with the, the average parishioner, you know. And I I think um you know, the the joy that comes out of it. And we're all called to be missionary disciples because of virtue of our baptism. I think it comes as quite an, um, a new idea for most, uh, a suggestion for most of our people are going, what? Yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. but they're hearing about evangelization, but this is now the, it's telling you, you are. It's not saying you have to become one, but you are. Uh, and how do you think that, generally the response is to that i know we don't know every soul out there but in general what's what do you think is happening out there in regards to the people hearing this i think for many people it's new it's still new mm-hmm. um I, I don't i don't think we've done a really good job of explaining that that baptismal call uh, i think a lot of people would understand the the universal call to holiness from baptism but maybe they don't understand the mission part as much because i think as catholics you know we 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 like to yeah. we think that faith is a little bit more private uh, whereas, you know, I remember the Archbishop one time, I was in the hallway here in the Dawson Center. And, <laughs> this is it. This I is know, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is, so, you know, he yells across the hallway, are you keeping the faith? I said, of course I'm keeping the faith. No, no, you got to give it away. <laughs> you know? so, there he is. Yeah, so I, I keep remember, remi- being reminded works. of he that. He reminds us of yes. it also. Yes, that's right. Uh, I love him. But, um, yeah, so it's, uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, yes, we're called to holiness, but as you said, holiness mm-hmm. and mission are two sides of the same coin. We become holy by participating in the mission. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're called to 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 go beyond ourselves um, and you know go out to the peripheries. But uh, I think a lot of people, maybe there, there's all kinds of reasons why why people maybe haven't embraced that call to mission as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some, there's still that fear, uh, not knowing what to say or, or not wanting mm-hmm. to judge or. Or, um, or maybe, you know, some people have said, oh, I've tried it and, uh, you know, nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, and in cases like that, I, you know, you got to back your, your, um, your evangeliz- evangelization efforts with prayer and mm-hmm. uh, St. Monica, you know, she prayed right. for, uh, for her son, Augustine for, for over 20 years and he became one of the greatest mm-hmm. doctors of the church. So, um, it works, but it takes time and a lot of mm-hmm. effort and, and maybe if people don't feel comfortable evangel- uh, evangelizing or just sharing the kerygma or sharing, you know, like sometimes it, just your own personal experience, you know, of what mm-hmm. the Lord is doing in your own life can, can touch hearts. Um, so testimony, just, just starting yeah. with that, yeah, like a personal testimony. Um, and, that, you know, people can't argue with, it, with your own personal experience. No. And it, it kind of breaks down barriers and people can identify maybe with, uh, with, mm-hmm. with that experience. Um, but, uh, you know, if people feel, that's why I think that we, maybe we need to do a better job of equipping the saints, you know, so yeah. they can yeah. go out. I, I think uh, that leads us to that, the, the next point. So, so you know, uh, the, what I feel might be, my experience, what seems to be enduring from this document is the third one. We're hearing a lot about accompaniment, mm-hmm. but I would like to add to that. Um, the intentional accompaniment of people. Because you're talking about, you know, a group of Catholics, and there are many of them who are, I think aren't offended by the, the suggestion that they're missionary disciples, but they, like you said, are unable to really embrace it because of lots of reasons. And I think this is where intentional discipleship um, of those who do know that they got to, um, as Sherry Waddell would describe them, that they are intentional disciples, you know. And there's a very, it's not a lot of intentional disciples in our parish, in our diocese. But if we could mobilize them to actually allow those parishioners of saying, yeah, I think I'm ready to become this, you know, to, to actualize my baptismal call. Um, these intentional disciples can actually help these people. And this is where leadership is really important, smelling like the sheep, if you will. That, you know, it's, I, anyway, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Is the ones that are intentional disciples, what role do they play in helping the other parishioners um, who maybe haven't had that encounter yet or, or don't know how to be a missionary disciple? What kind of. What role do they play? Because a lot of those um, missionary, I mean, those intentional disciples are actually watching this podcast and, mm-hmm. and they're frustrated by uh, so many Catholics are, are kind of almost indifferent to this high calling of being a missionary disciple. So how, how important are they in helping bring about actualizing what, what Pope Francis talks about is a, a missionary conversion the pastoral conversion um talks about a lot in this yeah. book well i mean they're absolutely crucial um you know first of all i think sometimes as priests you know as pa- pastors and parishes you know we 
we we put out the call uh, to uh, to participate in different things like an alpha or discovery faith study or or some faith formation course and you know sometimes it's it's difficult to get people to respond you know in some parishes it's a great mm-hmm. response maybe if there's already mm-hmm. uh, a good foundation you know where people have been evangelized and so forth but um, when you're fr- kind of first starting out and and um, and uh, bringing people into that relationship um, you know maybe or maybe it's a smaller parish rural parish or whatever what you work with the people that are exactly. that want to be and exactly. become intentional disciples right. Um, and you know, like Jesus chose 12 apostles and mm-hmm, he worked right. with them intensely for three years and then sent them out, but he started small and then they multiplied. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I like that, that multiplier, um, uh, image, uh, where you, you, you start with the, with the people that, that are really on fire, that are hungry, uh, you form them well, and then they become your leaders in the parish or wherever you are, um, to, you know, to help form the, the others. And so, sometimes it helps when it's mm-hmm. it's it's peer peer to peer ministry and not just a priest going up. You know, exactly. Or, so what you say, I mean, this is a really good point, and I think I think people would understand it, but usually it's not. Uh, it doesn't play out this way. But you're saying actually start small. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, we what we do is we have you know a parish retreat and we bring a bunch of people, um, and that tends to be the model of kind of. Okay, we're going to do a major outreach. We're going to have a picnic. Which all these are really good, but we want to kind of kind of evangelize everyone all at once. But you're saying if we really want the effectiveness of kind of building, multiplying is starting small. Yes. Do, do you see that as important? Because I don't think it it actually. I don't think people know how to start small. Yeah. Well, we always want to dream big, or we want to go big. Yeah. Uh, go but, big or go. You know, home. you were talking about accompaniment. You know, I think mm-hmm. accompaniment uh, works best when it's either one-on-one or, or with a smaller group exactly. because you can really spend that quality time uh, with the with with the intentional disciples, really forming them, equipping them. Yeah. Um, you know, giving them the tools, maybe helping them to to explore uh, and uh, discover their charisms, um, mm-hmm. you know, and their gifts, so that they can be effective in in the work of of evangelization in that mission that they're called to. Um, but you know, I think I think you be working with it with a smaller group can be a little bit yeah. more more effective. Well, I know that I mean, before you were a bishop, you were actually a parish priest, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you you did a lot to help transform that that parish and make it a parish of missionary disciples. And we'll be actually talking uh, more about your experience. Um, and while you're working your parish, um, some of the things that you did, but from what I understand is that this probably principle you taught, you worked with is, is, you know, start small, build intentionally company, Mm -hmm. your leaders and multiply them so that they could, um, they could do what. Right. Cause you're really talking about leaders or others that could have that uh, capacity to do the accompaniment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jesus did still put on large events and picnics, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, because he did, the, you're right. He yeah. multiplied. He brought the... He did. Um, because, I mean, people can receive at, at certain levels, right? But then in terms of like... By the, the way, in- I see the parish picnic much different right now. Do you? Yeah. Um, I understand. It is very biblical. Okay. <laughs> anyway, biblical. continue. Um, I don't even know what I was going to say because you interrupted <laughs> me about the parish picnic. But... There is there's a capacity to to 
to do the preaching and, and the the parish missions, but then that that investing in in people who are ready to really run and be mm-hmm. leaders, um, that's where that accompaniment that we see that Jesus worked the three and the twelve, and that there's there's more time that's invested with those that can that the Lord is showing you um, to invest in. But then even along the way, Jesus has accompaniment conversations with the woman at the well and the lepers and, you know, like there are um, what Jesuits would call spiritual conversations where there, there's a moment you're given to accompany a person. It's not necessarily meant to be a lifelong journey, but that through that accompaniment, you're able to guide someone along the path. And that and that's it. Like it's this, this journey to be, to growing in, in more perfection of being like Christ. And so along the way, there'll be different voices that will help us to know the path. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 new. Like he would have spoken about accompaniment, and I don't know that that's been in any church documents before. It was new to me. But when when I read it, I remember thinking like this describes how we do what we would use the word discipleship, which actually had a few problems because people felt it was a very Protestant term. Do Catholics really use that word? Well, of course, it's not a Protestant term. But the word accompaniment actually helped us to put language to it that felt more... Catholic. And of course, we would not just accompany for us, we would say we do intentional accompaniment. We, yeah, that's key. we really know what we where we want to help people go. And mm-hmm. it's not just, uh, we'll walk along with you wherever you're going. Um, it's not um, a free for all. We, we really want to help people mm-hmm. grow in their holiness and mission and in the particular charisms that we have. We want to bring people into the kingdom into the church. Um, and so it's our intention. And so we're not just, yeah, you're wandering the hallways with people, but we're, we're really intentionally bringing them somewhere. And that, that is really important. Through discernment with the spirit yeah. and, and with yeah. certain. Exactly. Anyway, we don't have to go into that. Yeah. That's all other podcasts. Well, um, we're just, um, uh, you know, this has been a fascinating discussion. It's great having you, um, of this document. I, w- I really recommend, um, uh, uh, Evangelii Gaudium, especially the first third. You might get lost in the rest of it, but just that first third, and then at the end of the the document, it it brings up some really practical, life giving, great um, uh, ways of th- seeing things. Really simple, doable language, you know. Um, and so, I really re- recommend um, you reading it, um, and also just consider the three points that we talked about today. One is that you know the periphery matters to us that it really really does um and that we have to be um the ones that reach the periphery because we because of our baptism we are missionary disciples and that's that's our call our baptism implies going out yeah to going out and that um the best way to bring those that are far away is to intentionally accompany them back into the church and so so um, uh, enjoy the read. Uh, we uh, enjoyed spending time with you today. Our next episode, we're going to have Bishop Riesbeck back, um, and we're going to talk about his experience in the parish um, and responding to some of the things we're learning in this document, Evangelii Gaudium. So thank you very much for being with us. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Until next time, God bless.